feel the homecoming of the Hornets. 26-12 is the final score. Good game, Joe. Huh? Get a little aggressive, Joe. Huh? Huh? I can take it there if you want to take it there, Joe. You better put that back foot down, Joe. It's about the kids, Joe. Florida, come out, Joe. I'm going here. Whichever way you want to go. But you better put that back foot down, Joe. New sports desk. Listen to the sports show. Someone told me, and, and it kind of disturbed me. Perturbed me. When he said, Prime ain't sweat. Oh, is sweat. If I ain't sweat. Oh, Prime got time today, baby. <laughs> Last time I checked, I was the man on these streets. <laughs> they call me residue. <laughs> Leave blow on these people. Got diarrhea flow, and I shit on haters. <laughs> Even when I post the pay. Lord have mercy. I still shit on haters. And I'm not gonna take no slander or no audacity from anybody. You can't tell me who I ain't when I already know what God has bestowed in me and who I am. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on track. Sports, man. Come on, man. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports dance? You're listening to the sports show, New Sports Dance. It's the greatest. Trapaholics mixtapes. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Sports Desk. It is your guy, it is your man's one more time, Dedra L. Hicks Jr. And remember, folks, acknowledge me. And this your man, Black. We are back in the building for another little episode. One of your favorite sportsologists in the building. Happy, happy, happy new year to everyone. D, you know what it is. Let's get into it. Absolutely, man. Happy New Year to everybody out there, all of our supporters, everybody who listens, retweets, just shows the sports desk the, a little support. Happy New Year to you all. We hope this year is a safe and healthy, lucrative, just best experience of a year that you can possibly have all right, so we are back with episode 208 of the sports desk. We got a lot to get into, man. The college football playoff is down to two teams. We got the NFL playoff pitcher shaping up. Um, and we got a lot of football we're going to talk about because them boys got that prime time spot <laughs> down here in the Bangum, and we're gonna get into it, baby, in just a little bit. But before we get there, man, black, I, I, I ain't want to. I hate to have this conversation, man, because I just know it's a touchy subject. I know it's a touchy subject. But the king, Raymond, turned 38 years of age this past Friday night, and he did it while in Atlanta, Georgia. And Black, did you happen to see exactly how LeBron brought in his birthday on Friday night in Atlanta, Georgia? Uh, I sure did, sir. A big whopping 47 points, dropping it right on the head tops. Of the Atlanta Hawks. He did it right in Florida in front of the beautiful Gloria and Savannah James. Sitting courtside. And Black, 
The man is 20 years in. <laughs> the man is 38 years of age, man. Have you ever seen this? Have you ever seen performances like this? From a bro, it's 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 gen, it's it was a lonely day in December. We not even in like after All-Star break or trying to make a playoff run. It's just a, it's a lonely. This game wasn't even on national TV. But you've seen the king. Just putting in that work. Black, have you ever seen anything like this? Man, D, I haven't, bro. But I knew, bro, when I seen... See, I didn't know they was playing. I knew it was his birthday. But I didn't know he was playing. But when I seen that they were playing the Hawks, oh, I said, oh, hot Lana in for a treat. Oh, yeah. You you just had to figure that LeBron was going to do something special on his birthday, bro. Like, come on, in the ATL? Man. And then be able to go out in the Milano streets and celebrate it after the big win? Like, bro, you just really, you just really seen it coming. It just, but I didn't think it was going to be that. My you know God, I didn't need Like, God, like. I didn't need I think the one thing that really amazes me about LeBron, bro, is that the way that he can compete when the league is so much younger. It's, it's, it's the, the, the driving force of the league are young players. Mm-hmm. And LeBron shows us night, almost night in and night out. That he can really hang with these boys. Like, people talking about Father Time always catch up with him. I understand that, but it don't look like it have just yet. Man. You know, but, man, it's it's amazing to see him play like that, man. He definitely, all the LeBron fans were treated to something special on his birthday. But shout out to him. Happy belated birthday to LeBron, man. Thank you for putting on the show in, uh, in Atlanta, man. Getting that uh, 47 piece that he got. 47, 10, and 9. Year 20. 38 years old in this league. This is ridiculous. Two things that I watch this. I'm sitting here watching the game Friday night. Two two things are happening for me. I'm mad at one point. And then I'm 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 blown away at the other. The reason I'm so mad is why is he having to do this, bro? Why is he having to do this? And then secondly, after that, I'm sitting there and I'm watching, I'm like I've never seen this like in my lifetime. I'm really going back and I've seen all the greats play. I just haven't seen it, bro. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to mention the two infamous words that people are just thinking I'm going to say. I'm not going to say his name because, you know, that's real touchy when you start talking mm. about like the GOAT conversation. I'm not really going to get in that. But, hey, the conversation is starting to dial out. I watched Dirk Nowitzki sit up here on the press conference and say, well, I've been defending Michael Jordan all these years, but he about to pass Kareem, and uh, I'm running out of arguments for Michael Jordan. That's what Dirk, Dirk said. I ain't say it. I ain't say it. Don't shoot me. That's what Dirk said. No way. Well, hold on, hold on. Say it again. Dirk say he about to pass Kareem, and I'm watching what he's doing at the level at, at the level he's doing it. I'm running out of I'm running out of uh, 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 ways to defend Michael Jordan as being the goat. Wow. That's what Dirk said out his mouth, man. He just said it out of his mouth. It's just going around. It's just going around. But hey, we'll talk about that later because you know some boys out there spicy right now listening. Yeah, they're going to be hot. But I don't care. <laughs> because they watching the TV just like we watching it, bro. So an amazing, amazing performance by LeBron James just on a lowly Friday night. Year 20. What just a lowly? It was his birthday. I'm just saying. Just a Friday, yeah, Friday night Friday NBA. Night, yeah. Birthday. 
38 years old, lovely wife, lovely mother, sitting courtside. So now, when that camera went to them in the first quarter, because I, I looked at LeBron in the game, so I said, LeBron seemed kind of hype. He seemed kind of, you know, locked in. You yeah, they usually don't sit courtside. Never. Never. <laughs> They never sit courtside, bro. Yeah, they don't. And then the camera panned over to... I said, oh, Lord, Gloria and Savannah is in the building. This man finna destroy these boys. And by God. Excellent performance. Happy birthday to LeBron Ramo James Sr. The King held court in Atlanta. Fantastic, fantastic uh, 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 performance by LeBron. Let's just hope it continues to build. Lakers got the Hornets tonight, and uh, Lamelo and the Lamelo are balling, man. Lamelo balling. The Hornets are getting on track as well. Let's see if we can get some momentum. Doctors say that Anthony Davis is about a week away. He's experiencing no more pain in that left foot, and we just hope the Lakers are in the 12th spot in the Western Conference at 13 and 13, I think, right now, or a little under that, little which under is that, yeah. which is pathetic. But we'll see. This is the time of year where the NBA teams start to kind of crank it up. You're in the new year. You're heading up to All-Star break. Let's see what happens, man. But we just want to show LeBron some love. You know, of course, we're going to be ramping up the basketball conversations here as the football season starts to come to an end. But we definitely just want to show LeBron some love. Real quick, shout out to Dirt. I know you're just talking about Dirt. Congratulations to him on the beautiful statue, man. It's oh, like yeah. an all chrome nice. statue and it's nice. the way they did it with the you know with the with the panic step back, man. Yeah. That's it's, it's shooting off one foot. Man, it's yeah. D. It's, it's 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 real dope to see. But Great congratulations trophy. to him on the statue in front of the arena in Dallas, man. Dirk deserve all of it. Salute to him. He do salute to Dirt and Whiskey. All right, man. Let's stop by the uh the sports desk fantasy championship game right now. Uh, Z is up on Don't Call It A Comeback 109 to 78. Mm. We will be crowning the champion tonight. Now, Don't Call It A Comeback in real time. He has Josh Allen left on his block. He needs Josh Allen to go crazy. 40 point crazy for him to That's come back. That's all he back. got left? That's all he got left. And she's mm. done. She's done. She's locked in at 109. Don't call the comeback. Needs Josh Allen to absolutely go nuts mm. on the Cincinnati Bengals to win this championship. So we will crown a champion tonight. We'll be reaching out to the winner so the winner can, you know, get their gifts from uh, the sports desk. All right. So, again, shout out to everybody who participated uh, in the league. We'll be back running it back next year. And uh, we always have a great time doing it. All right, Black, let's go ahead and switch over to WWE. All right. So it's almost that time. All my wrestling, probably all the wrestling people who used to listen to the show don't listen to us no more because we trash. <laughs> but um, it's WrestleMania season, man. It's January. Roy Rumble is coming up. Of course, Royal Rumble kicks off going into WrestleMania. But Black, this past Friday night on SmackDown, we got a couple of surprises. Now, we already knew John Cena was coming to wrestle uh, um, and be tag team partners with Kevin Owens against Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. And one big surprise that kind of rolled in, the return of the Queen, Charlotte Flair returned not only to return, but she uh, defeated Ronda Rousey to become the SmackDown Women's Champion. Black, can you feel WrestleMania season starting to brew up just off with the very hyped SmackDown that we just got? Yeah, they try, they uh, starting to uh, spice things up a little bit because I definitely was shocked uh, seeing Charlotte. I didn't know that was coming down the pipeline. And 
Cena, uh, Cena back, man. They just gave you them vibes when he was around. Yep. yep. You know, everybody go crazy for Cena, and 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 it was a good tag team match, by the way. I mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. So uh, you just got to think, man. They uh, finna pull the stops out leading up to WrestleMania. Uh, you know, with the Rumble and everything coming around, you probably gonna start seeing a lot of uh, matches being formed that's gonna lead into. Uh, the Rumble and WrestleMania, so I'm excited about this time of year, D. Yeah, me too. This is around the time of year where you start to lock back in on every week of wrestling. Uh, I'm not going to lie. You know, you, you got your dark days and your dead days of wrestling, but uh, now it's that time of year. Rumble is coming. You got some key guys could be ready, get ready to return. Cody Rose, we just mentioned Charlotte Flair. She is back. A lot of ifs and buts circling around what's going to happen with the main event of WrestleMania. We know Roman Reigns will be involved. They're talking about possibly him defending both titles on both nights. Cody Rhodes' return is going to lock in somewhere there. And the potential maybe, just maybe, The Rock, Rocky Maivia, mm. at some point could return and maybe challenge Roman Reigns for the head of the table. So a lot of speculation going on out there. I will tell you this. If they somehow, somebody book Rock, Versus Reigns for Mania. Me and Black gonna drive <laughs> to WrestleMania just to set up shop and make our way back home. Because that is something that will be spectacular. Spectacular. So we'll keep our eyes locked. We'll be bringing it here to the sports as we inch closer and closer to WrestleMania. All right. So we had a few icebreakers, man, that we want to break, uh, start off the show with. Um, but we got a lot to talk about. A lot of football. A lot of football. Football to discuss, but let's go ahead and make our way to the college ranks and talk about the college kids. Let's go ahead and start off and go back to the Florida State game. Florida State knocking off Oklahoma 35-32 in the Cheez-It Bowl in Orlando. And I'll say this before we kick it to black. What other way should that game have gone? I mean, (laughs) my God, man. That's crazy. Roller coaster up and down game. So frustrated to watch in the first quarter. We started to turn things around in the second quarter. Oklahoma came to play, man. They did. They did not roll in there just to bow down to the streak and the energy that Florida State um, has been had came in there with. But man, what a what an uh, emotional head scratcher of a game. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of ups and downs in that game. I was like, what? <laughs> What's really going on with the game, man? But. Uh... It was exciting to get a lot of back and forth. I enjoy that in college football. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it's your team in it, you want your team to dominate. But the back and forth, man, I love it. That's what college football is about. But, man, overall, the game was good. Jordan Travis, man, he played amazing. I would have never thought he would have threw for 416 yards in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, Big Johnny Wilson, 200, 200 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. Like, those guys had a day. We really we, we did, really didn't run the ball well. We but, didn't. Um, 
man, it was good to see that offense uh, respond for being down and then come back and win that game, man. Like in <clears throat> in that way, that was a big deal for me. So looking forward to a lot with Florida State going into next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We capped off the year the way we were supposed to with the W. All right, we won what was it, eight straight mm-hmm. to cap off the season. Um, we're coming back with a uh, a, a veteran team. Uh, we hit the portal hard. Uh, got some key uh, contributions coming in for some younger players. And uh, Florida State, I just don't see the reason why we won't be a top 10 team going into next year, especially with Jordan, uh, Jordan Travis. He's going to come in next year as a Heisman, uh, a, a kid who has the Heisman watch on him. Like, let's just call it what it is. Like, the expectations, these, this is what it should be like in Tallahassee. This is all I've been saying over the past three to four years. This is what it should be like. But – I'm not going to get into all that right now. Great win to wrap up the season. And now we get ready to go into next year and really, you know, uh, 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 really expedite what the goals are Mm -hmm. going into next season. Realistically, you're talking about ACC championships. You talk about potential playoff berth. You talk about Heisman with trap. I mean, you got a lot of conversations that are going to be different for Florida State this year. I mean, next year. So, really excited to see how that all plays out. Well, how do you feel about the fact of the the conversation being out there about Jordan Travis next year going in as a Heisman candidate being laughed upon? You know, I think some people really just think it's a joke. Oh, man. Jordan Travis is really a Heisman candidate. And we know who the people are. I see it on Twitter. You know who you are. You know, but I think it's I think it's seeing what he was able to do this year all year long, even when we lost the three games. You know, the the kid solidified himself as a leader, as one of those boys. And I don't see why he wouldn't be a candidate, but I just seen on Twitter some people was kind of laughing upon the fact that, yeah, that he uh, he's has the potential to be a candidate next year. They think it's really a joke. Well, that, that that's hate. That's just hate. <laughs> I mean, I I ain't, I ain't seen that. Mm-hmm. I seen all positive towards that conversation. Yeah, yeah. So I, I seen, seen positive too, but I, I, I didn't see some hate. No, too. I'm just saying that's it's just hate. Mm-hmm. If you can look at this kid and see what he did, what he what he's done this season, this past season. And then <laughs> taking that momentum and taking it into next year, if you can't see the potential of a of a Heisman run, then you don't watch football. Mm-hmm. See, I've learned a lot over the past, uh, like, <laughs> maybe a couple of years. So, I'm not having conversations with people who don't know what they're talking about. Exactly. See, gotcha. there's a difference between people who just natural-born haters. He yeah. has on Garnet and Gold. We're going to hate, period. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> Because there are some people who, who wear love Garnet and gold. They see orange and blue. They just hate. Yeah. But if you don't know ball and you ain't locked in the ball and you can sit up here and say Jordan Travis shouldn't be considered in the conversation of a potential Heisman run, then you ain't watching football. Mm. So those people who are saying that, they just haters, bro. And they come with it. They we come need with the y'all. Territory. We yeah. need y'all. Keep hating. Y'all keep fueling the engine that's going on, uh, chugging along over here. Just keep hating. We need it. Come on. Come on. Keep it coming. And um, one more thing at, uh, at Florida State. The the fact that they were able to get Fabian Lovett to come back on that D-line, you think that's really a big deal for them? Yeah. Getting that experience to come back where he could have went pro and, you know, when the draft first two rounds or something like that, but he chose to come back. They lost Jamie Robinson, but um, like you said, it was able to do something in the portal. Do you think? Do you believe Mike Norvell has really found his way with being able to get key players out of the portal, portal, and put them right in in the mix and get them on the field? 
and it looks like it works. D is is they he's had a lot of success with it. So do you see, do you still see that being a part of what they do going into next year? Yeah, he's got a hold on. He's got a handle on the program. He's got a a, a, a great insight on, on what these kids are wanting, and and he's delivering upon that. You know, leadership. You know, somebody who could challenge these kids. Somebody who could keep focus with the kids. I mean, you just see it with Travis coming back to school. All the different pieces. I mean, Benson coming back. I mean, come on, like certain guys who. We thought we're going pro. They came back. Yeah, yeah. So that's a lot to be said. And and I get the feeling, man, it's, I ain't going to call it unfinished business, but I'm going to call it like the true potential of what this team could be. I think these kids, they want to see exactly what that could be. They want to see exactly what it could be. And that starts with Novell. He's the head guy. He's a guy, whatever he rolls out, that's what the team is going behind. So, yeah, I think he's got a hold on it. And, um, you know, it took him a while. And I must be the first to say I was the most impatient Florida State fan out there. So, and that's just what it is with me. But I see it. I see it. And we're going to find out next year, man. We're really going to find out next year what that thing really finna be like. Because we open up against some Tigers. Yeah, boy. Again. Again. And I'm pretty sure they want to holler at us. I'm pretty sure they do. Brian Kelly and them boys want to holler at us. That might be a potential top 10, top 15 matchup to start off the season. We'll see. Prime time under the lights. I like it. Let's get it done. All right, Black, let's go ahead and switch over to the college football playoff. Man, finally, two <laughs> great games. Two really good games in the college football playoff. I don't know if we've ever been treated to both semifinal games being just absolute mind-blowing events. Let's go ahead and start off with TCU and Michigan. The Horn Frogs, man, knock off the Wolverines 51-45. to 45. What kind of game were we watching? <laughs> I've never seen nothing like this. Harbaugh and his kids came in so flat, so discombobulated, and them bruisers and them grinders from TCU, they just kept it going, bro. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter who was in front of them. And they absolutely were bullying the Wolverines. And I'm sitting back watching this game. I'm like, bro, like, this is what we got? This is a Jim Harbaugh team coming in like this? Man, I started to take me a nap, bro. <laughs> And then you see how everything else unfolded. And then the Wolverines get a post. They get a heartbeat. And they start to charge back and fight back. And then this, third, this thing turned into a classic, man. It did. But the one thing about this game that will always stick with me is no matter how hard Michigan was coming back, TCU kept shutting the door. Shutting the door. They, they kept sure shutting the door. And Max Duggar. That's a real ball player right there. I don't care if he a five-star or one-star or three-star. That, brother, there's a rider. He a leader. And that's why I love it because you can talk to me about five-star recruits this. Five, no, 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 no. Talk to me about them boys on that field. Who putting that work on that field? Him and McCarthy. McCarthy said, all right, oh, bro, yeah. enough is enough. I was shocked. That's what really shocked me. I nope, didn't see man. that coming from him. I guess when you down, but still, you gotta do but look something. what he was doing. Yeah, he was doing it with his legs and his arm too. So that was ballers wild. on the field. Black, what was your take? TCU moves on to the national championship game. Fifty-one forty-five win 
over the Wolverines. What's your overall thoughts on this game, Black? Uh, first, I'm asking how Pop feeling. I know Pop. Man, was he was sick. <laughs> he was sick, then he felt better. Then he was sick again, then he felt better. Shout out to Pop, man. He went through it, man. Hey, uh, D, man, this game right here, man, is just a lot of ups and downs in this game, man. And everybody, you, you seen it in the lead up, man. Everybody think Michigan now just. And we even said it on we the did. business trip. We did. You know, take care of business, the experience of what they went through against Georgia last year. No one's talking about TCU. They think TCU just there just to be happy, just to be there. And, no, man, sir. Max Duggan said, no, sir. <laughs> I have never in my life. I done seen man. a lot of quarterbacks, D. And I could be wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong in college football. But the pause of this kid, I mean, this man making passes going backwards. He's fading away. Yeah, fading away. Making Making touchdown throws. Yeah. I mean. Intangibles, man. These intangibles are crazy. Yeah. The post of, that he has on this TCU team is wild. And that boy, number one. Real deal. That boy's the real deal, <laughs> Real dude. deal. First round Because I've never seen a play like that where Michigan got all the energy. I mean, you think they got oh, all yeah. the energy. Oh, Michigan got this. Them boys finna come back and take this on the very next drive. Max found his key receiver. Johnson. And that boy housed that thing. Housed. House. I was like, oh my God. The very next Like, play. what do you do? Yeah, man. Like, what do you do? Like you said, TCU kept closing the door. They said, no, sir. As much as Jay, and shout out to JJ McCarthy. Yeah. As much as he did, because that brother played some ball. He was balling. That brother plays some football, sure. and I like the fact after the game, I, I I love how he was. You know what I'm saying? Humble, sitting there watching it because he know that he know the feeling. He know they lost it, but he want to be able to get back. He want to be able to be able to get and, back. And, and and I love to see that. But man, shout out to TCU on a big big time win. Max Duggan is one of them boys that defense stepped up. They told that offensive line not today. Y'all ain't finna bully us. Yeah, man. I was so shocked that, that was, the offensive line. Yeah, Michigan could not run the ball. That was a surprise for me, too. And I mean, big time plays. Whoever uh number 13 is, that brother, that ain't no joke. I mean, pick six to the house. Yeah. Big time top. I'm the D. This TCU team is the real deal. Yeah. And, man, we got treated to some good games. You just said it, too. We said on the last episode, we were like, when we going to get some good games, man? We got them, for sure. And we got two classics. Shout out to TCU on the big time win to advance to the national championship. TCU was massive underdogs going into this game, according to Vegas and Yahoo Sportsbook. They were plus eight. The over-under was set at 56, and then TCU was a plus 260. If you bet on TCU, you cleaned up. Yeah, you did. You cleaned up. I mean, flat out, they just everybody just thought Michigan was going to win, including us. But we were treated to a good old college football game. This you don't in the NFL, you don't get games like this. You don't get this these wild scenes, and you just like you can't even comprehend it. You can't even comprehend it because Michigan should have lost by 40. <laughs> but then they come roaring back, roaring back. And then TCU said, no, no. no. I mean, just beautiful art, beautiful theater. TCU advances, man. I mean, just the fact that I, I have to wrap my brain around te- 
Texas Christian University. Sonny Dykes, my boy, in his first year. Headed to the <laughs> national championship game is wild. And look, real quick, just to go back to the conversations that we had with me and you and what we had with uh, our other homeboys, Koppel, Dunbar, just people in general, this is why you want to explain the playoff. <laughs> this is why you want to expand the playoff. TCU? Playing for a natty. This is why. And so the schools out there is teams like Cincinnati and Tulane and Coastal. These are they looking at TCU like. And you know what I got to think? We seen teams in the Big Twelve get in the playoff. Oklahoma. We seen them get in what twice? Twice, and, two, yeah, twice. I mean, just get their brains beat in. Even though they played teams like Bama, took that Georgia game. Baker's last game. And Baker's last game. That I'm sorry. That was a game, too. But TCU of all. Texas Christian teams. University. Sonny Dykes. And I'm like, Sonny Dykes just came from SMU, bro. Yeah. First year. Natty. Okay. And I'm like, of all the teams, you would have never thought old lowly TCU in Fort Worth, Texas. Good God. <laughs> would be finna go to Los Angeles and play for a Natty, my boy. They bitch Max Duggar. <laughs> Last year, Duggar, he, big, he got benched last year. Benched. Yeah, he was benched. The only reason he played because but that's great coaching, though. But I'm just saying the starter got hurt. He did, but that's great coaching, though. No, I'm just saying. No, just look what Duggar came from. Oh yeah, okay, he was okay. He was benched. Yeah. He came in. The starter got hurt in week two. Duggar comes in and just keeps this thing rolling. And now Max Duggar is a Heisman runner up. Playing for a national championship. Salute to them. Salute. This is why you expand the playoff. Tulane just knocked off USC today in the Cotton Bowl. Crazy. This is why you expand the playoff. Anything could mm-hmm. happen. Right before kickoff for the Rose Bowl, our college football correspondent said, man, this thing might get ugly out here, man. Utah might roll Penn State. It's 14-14 in the Rose Bowl right now at the half. <laughs> you just never know. And TCU, I'm going to say this right now, and I ain't saying I'm picking it, but if TCU win this championship, good Lord, <laughs> blow the tops off it all. <laughs> they can throw a monkey wrench and everything, huh, bro? Let's go ahead and go <laughs> on to that next game so we can get to that. Black, after that sensational semifinal game, man, in the, what was that, the Fiesta Bowl, Michigan and TCU, let's go ahead and go out to the Peach Bowl. Bama, man. <laughs> Bam, I'm talking about Bama. Georgia. Ohio State and Georgia. Georgia in the Peach Bowl black. I call for a blowout. <laughs> I call for a blowout. I said it would be tight, but you Georgia said it would be tight, but Georgia yeah. pull away. Both of us thought that Georgia would win the game. But man, I'm gonna have to say that I owe CJ Stroud. Hmm, we both do. And Coach <laughs> Ryan Day an apology. Because I'm sitting here watching this game, and I'm like, oh, no. Are they about to really rock and roll out here and roll the dogs out the back door in Atlanta? C.J. Stroud was sensational against the dogs. I didn't know C.J. Stroud could run. I didn't either. (laughs) He was a drop back passer the whole time and the whole say, but now you see him. He moving around, throwing on the run. 
Colin Cowherd gave an uh, excellent comparison to him and Justin Herbert. When Justin Herbert was an organ, he would just drop back, drop back, drop back. But when he got to them final bowl, that bowl game in the Rose Bowl, mm-hmm. Chris Ball let him loose. Chris Ball say, do whatever it is you feel you need to do. And now you see Herbert out here running, throwing on the run, and now everybody like, oh. <laughs> he can do that too. That's what I thought about CJ Stroud. I said, oh, CJ Stroud can move like that? He can move like that. Great game. But the dogs prevail 42-41. Get a chance to defend their crown and go back to back. Black, what were your full thoughts on just this this heavyweight bout that we experienced with the dogs and the Buckeyes? You really want to know, bro? Yeah. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought. Yeah, man. That's what I thought, bro. Yeah, man. Because I was like, man. And I was looking at this guy. I'm like, boy. C.J. Stroud has come to play ball. His numbers were incredible. And Ryan Day had been saying that the pack, the, the, in the lead up, he was like, look, man, ain't nobody giving us a chance. We just going to come out here, play football, do what we got to do. Man, to see C.J. Stroud the way he played, and Marvin Harris, if he would. <sighs> Let me tell you something. Uh, Ringo? Ringo? That boy, he might have not messed up your draft stop, but he may, he exposed you, boy. He exposed you a little bit. I was like, Marvin Harrison Jr., Ain't playing. And I hate that he got hurt when it was key when they needed him deep because they couldn't get the ball to nobody else. They couldn't get it down the field when he went down. I was like, man, they were trying to get it to uh uh embark. I can't even think of the kid named uh number two. <laughs> yeah. Uh they was trying to get the ball to him and he was catching the ball, but it wasn't having an impact like Marvin Harrison Jr. Catching Ibu- the ball Ibuka. was Abuka, yeah. yeah. That, and, and I was just like, man, he got hurt, and they never put him back in. So that let you know he got concussed, because. you know, uh, from that hit. That was a good hit. It was all shoulder. All shoulder. I mean, man, I was like, it, that was wild. But man, see to see the pause of CJ Stroud. What we've been speaking on about him, D. He ain't pause. He don't come up to sh- play when in, in big games. Sensational. But this kid showed up. He showed up Sensational and played. You can't help a kicker missing the field goal. You did what you're supposed God. to do. That's just part of the game. I know it sucks. I know it sucks, man. But they gave Georgia a run. Georgia, just like Michigan, they were able to respond. Yep. Ohio State couldn't shut that door all the way. They couldn't shut so, it. So uh, Stetson Bennett, man, to see him even struggle through, through injury and everything that he was going had going on and the way that he played, it was amazing to watch, D, because that showed you, like, through adversity, Georgia State composed and was able to take that lead and not give it back to Ohio State. So, shout out to Georgia on the big-time win, going to the Natty to defend and go back-to-back. C.J. Stroud, man, 23 for 34, four touchdowns, no picks. Marvin Harrison Jr. was out there putting on the clinic, man. Five catches, 106 yards, and two tubs. Um, we'll talk about this later, but this might be the greatest college football wide receiver I've ever seen. Mm. The greatest you ever seen. The greatest seen. I ever seen in college. I ever seen. How young he is. He's a sophomore. How young he is. With how great he is. His footwork, his hands, his speed. The IQ. I And we've seen some great receivers. Some great ones, D. But this right here. This right here remind me of Larry Fitzgerald when he was at Pitt. That's what this reminds me of. The right, right, look, man, the man is on the angles, the right cut at the right time. It's sharp. He down the field. He laser focused. I hand. Co- I'm doing the game. I'm I'm going through my mind like who who's better than him? Who who have I seen who's better? 
Who's better? His daddy taught him well, didn't he? Boy! <laughs> Who's better? But we'll talk about that. Alec, this might be the greatest receiver at the collegiate level that mine eyes had ever seen. And if he would have been there in the second half, I'm not going to say Georgia won the game, but boy, but boy, what an amazing bout Ryan Day came to ball. His kids was locked in, ready to ball, and the field goal kicker, man, mm. always comes down to that. C.J. Stroud made it very, very difficult for whoever has a number one pick in this draft. He has made it very, very difficult. Bryce Young, you would have thought he was going to be a shoe-in, probably to the Houston, Texas, but I don't know, bro. So you think he gained some ground on Absolutely. You, you got to put that tape in. Yeah. He played the most athletic NFL-ready college team outside of Alabama and did that to them. Wingo. It's going to be the first corner taken. Yes. And did you, did you see? Did you see? Them boys came out in the first quarter. We don't care nothing about five over there. We throwing that thing over there. <laughs> and that's what they did. I was so surprised. But Georgia's grit, their toughness, Kirby smart talk. Kirby just be dialed in with his players to keep them up. Any other coach, the Bulldogs probably would have lost by two touchdowns because mm-hmm. they probably was in disbelief. I can't believe this happened. I can't believe this happened. But Kirby Smart had them boys dialed in. Stetson been in the second half, roared that thing back into play and got them to the position they need to squeak by the Buckeyes. Uh, what, 42-41 or something crazy like that? Yeah, 42-41 to play to get a chance to play for the national championship. Two sensational, sensational semifinal games. And this is what you want as a college football fan. Because we went into the season and said, man, we tired of the same old thing, man. Mm-hmm. The same old thing, man. And this is why you need to expand the playoff. No Alabama this year. No Clemson this year. No Notre Dame this year. Nah, you got you got you a healthy dose of some different situations. And that's created these great games in the semifinals. And now your national championship game is set. Them boys at a Texas Christian. <laughs> Wake up, Texas. If you're out there, you hear me stand up. Fort Worth, my boy. Excuse me. Fort Worth. If y'all holler, if you hear me holler back. Y'all finna play for this natty, man. Sunny Dykes. Sunny Dykes, my boy. Right, let's get to it. Dogs, Horn Frogs, National Championship game, January 9th in Los Angeles. Who wins the National Championship? Do the dogs repeat or do the Horn Frogs really? Shake this thing up. Good Lord. Look, man, I just know we're going to be treated. I feel like we're going to be treated. You know what I'm saying? I, I This TCU team has shown me enough that they can hang. They can make some plays. They definitely got the weapons. They definitely got the quarterback. Uh, and they got the uh, the defense to to make things pretty difficult for Georgia. But I at the, at the end of it all, at the end of it all, the dogs will go back to back. Georgia will find a way. It's something you just said. Kirby Smart has the posts of his players, yep. of his team. Yep. So he'll never let these boys get down and get out. Georgia finds a way to win this game. I'm going to pick Georgia by, by a touchdown mm. in the last two minutes. <sighs> Them boys at Texas Christian, they got me. <laughs> got you thinking, huh? 
They got me. Hey, Wingo. You had a time over there with Marvin Harrison Jr. It ain't over for you. It definitely ain't. It's another dog on the way to come holler at you, too. And he a top 10 draft pick. And he a top, yeah, he a top 10 guy. <laughs> and he bigger than Marvin. He's yeah. stronger than Marvin. Max Duggar is a bowler. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid of nothing. Sonny Dykes. <laughs> he has the intention of his ball club. It's a bunch of warriors on this TCU team, man. And you know what the hell with it, man. I'm going to take TCU to upset the Georgia Bulldogs. TCU is going to win the national championship. I'm going to call it right now, no, Black. You ain't, 40-39. No, you ain't. The bro. dogs' defense looked it absolutely disgusting. You can run on them. But what did I say? You what can did throw I say? on them. What did I say? In our last episode, I say, D, if Ohio State can find a way to get that ball in there to that secondary. If Ohio State off, offensive line they can did. hold up against that front. And they did. What happened? And they did. And they did. That secondary ain't what we think it is. It ain't. Duggar gonna do the same thing. Okay. Duggar and the Horn Frogs are gonna win the national championship on January the 9th. Mm-hmm. I am hoping. That this goes down to kaboom the college football world. I would love to see Sonny Dykes and Max Durgo hoist the national championship trophy. And everybody who's listening to this right now probably saying D-tripping. Black looking at me crazy right now. <laughs> but when I'm watching the game, bro, now this thing going to come down to wheels. This for the title. And I had to convince myself to say, yeah, TCU, they probably going to realize that they've made it to, you know, as high as they can go. Nah, bro. They ain't walking in there like that. They not. They have playmakers. They have bowlers. They have sound people on this team that are going to make it very difficult for the dogs. Now, could the dogs wake up and say, you know what, bro, we played around too much, bro. We got to roll in here and get these boys out of here in the first quarter. They very well could. It could be 28-0 in the first quarter, Georgia. They could. But my eyes ain't... I told myself a couple years ago, your eyes ain't lying to you, bro. That Georgia defense can be had. Mm-hmm. They could be put off balance, <clears throat> and they could be in for a long night. I saw Missouri almost knock them boys off. I saw Ohio State dialed in, almost knock them boys off. I have no reason not to think that TCU won't be dialed in. Bryce Doug has been dialed in all year. He has a big play receiver. He has a stable of running backs. And they can move. And Bryce Duggar, he can move the ball too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take TCU, man. Mm. 40. 39. <laughs> Last second field goal. TCU wins the national by God. And championship. They, and they field goal kicker, he makes it. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. I'm going to take TCU to knock off the dogs, my boy. Mm. Yes, sir. So. The college, I love it, boy. Hey, the, the college football, the college football playoff national championship game, January 9th, ESPN, out in Los Angeles, number one ranked dogs, number three ranked TCU Horn Frogs. We will see exactly what happens. Could the Horn Frogs really shake up the world? Mm, 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 mm. I'm hoping that they do. All right, Black, let's roll out of college football, man, and let's head over 
to the National Football League. And boy, it is about that time. It is about that time, man. Let's get to it. and get into the National Football League. Of course, we'll be getting our guy Rashad, Mr. Moodham, Chains Robinson uh, on the horn uh, in a second. Uh, but Black, let's go ahead and get off real quick. Man, the Jacksonville Jaguars headed, well, went out to Houston, took care of business, 31-3, absolutely whipping on the Houston, Texas um, to get to 8-8. Eight and eight. And we already knew the matchup that was at stake. Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars. But let's talk about this game right here. Did you see what you did you see enough? Did you see good? Did you did you feel good after this win? Did Jacksonville look how Jacksonville should have looked for you going into this colossal matchup this coming Saturday night? Um, I wouldn't say it was the uh the perfect the perfect game that they played, but they went in there and took care of defense. Um uh, the defense was lights out. Yep. You know, defense played good. Trevor and them, the, at first seemed like they were probably kind of going through the motions. They went right down. ETN looked great. Yeah. It was, it was, it, it now that's what really made me feel good. It felt good to see ETN look really good and finally see him break out and burst out and have a long touchdown run. Mm-hmm. So that made me feel good. Um, Trevor, he just did what he needed to do. You know, he made timely throws. He threw a bad pick as well. Uh, what a pick that wasn't on him. The receiver stopped on the route, so that's how I got picked off. But uh, D, I seen everything I needed to see from this team. They've been grinding. They've been, they've been doing everything they need to do. They just come down to this Tennessee uh, game. I think all uh the floodgates gonna open uh in this Tennessee game. I think it's gonna be a war of wheels. But I expect these Jaguars, man, for what we've been seeing, what the past uh six games, six games. six yeah. game winning streak they've been on, and they've been lights out on the offensive end. So. I believe Dougie gonna open this thing up Saturday, but um, the Houston game that was a must get because Houston has owned you the past four to five years here. So <clears throat> to see them get over the hump and end that streak as well, you had to go. You had to think they was gonna go in there and take care of business, and not and and, and, and that's what they did. Now it's on to to uh, Big Fish trying to trying to get a division title and get a home playoff game. Yeah, I'm on tripping, man. I, I kind of felt like this is gonna be a game to see how good. The Jazz could be in a hurry-up style of a fashion so the Stars could get out of the game. That's exactly what happened. Uh, they came out. They jumped on them <laughs> boys. Um, the defense played lights out. The offense, you know, they had the opportunities that they didn't capitalize on, but I wasn't really tripping on that. I think they knew going in that, man, let's get in here and take care of business so we can get out of here, and that's what happened. Trevor and the Jazz came out in the second half. They scored on the first drive. Dougie P pulls them out. Simple. Simple. No one's hurt. No injuries. You didn't really have nothing negative to really look at. NTN showed a lot of promise. His big run for the touchdown. Defense kept it up the whole rest of the way. So, I mean, I don't really have nothing to really break down with the Jaguars' performance. The only thing they needed to do was go in there and get the win. Mm-hmm. You don't want to suffer a loss that you got to turn around and you come back home and now your momentum is lost and all that. So, the Jaguars <laughs> have the upper hand coming into this game on Saturday night. 
uh, up here versus the Houston Texans. Well, they're coming off a win. They're on a six-game winning streak. I mean, they have all of the momentum that you could possibly have going into this game. And, and they did what they needed to be done. So I'm satisfied. All right. So we'll see um, what happens next. Houston, you know, I kind of feel like Houston will make it tough, a little bit tougher than they did. And, and, and the score might be a little misleading, honestly, um, because Houston, they had their opportunities. They had the opportunities, and they just did not take advantage of those uh, at all. But, hey, you know, that's why you got to play the game. Mm -hmm. That's why you got to play the game. I think Trevor, he, you know, a couple throws that he didn't uh, make, um, I don't think that would be a problem of him going forward. You know, he kind of overthrew a couple guys, kind of short-balled a couple guys as well. Um, am I concerned about that? No, I'm really not. I just – it just shows you that it just shows you that Trevor is still a young player. It did, when you see those moments, it just shows you that he's still a young player. Ball and all, no gripes, no complaints. We are now moving on. All right, moving on. So the NFL, they did their job. We were expecting possibly a Sunday night football matchup against you uh, against the Tennessee Titans, but we're going to get a Saturday night Saturday night matchup. The uh, Tennessee Titans are coming in and uh, <laughs> before we about to call Rashad now, but I just. I got to thinking about it after I had me and I had talked to Black earlier. So Houston has been off since Thursday. Tennessee. I'm tripping. Mm -hmm. Tennessee has been off since Thursday. Yeah. Four <laughs> nine days to prepare. Mm-hmm. Would have been 10 if it would have been a Sunday game, but four nine. Jaguars would be on a six game. Five game. Yeah, I mean, five, five, days, five days to prepare. Five days to prepare. Five days to prepare before the game on Saturday. So in my mind, I'm like, well, who came up with this idea? Who came up with this idea to say, all right, Tennessee, was it even in the thought process or not? Or were they just focused on giving Jacksonville, which I think that they are, that they were, giving Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence that spotlight? I think the league is starting to kind of see, all right, let's give them a shot. <clears throat> let's put them in prime time. They potentially have a top five quarterback right now. Let's go ahead and put the lights on this kid and this franchise and see what the NFL can get from it. That's that's what I thought they did. I thought they did that. I'm glad that they flexed it and put in that spot. Who knows? Maybe Aikman and Booker called a game. Man, Black was talking about that earlier. It's an ESPN game. It'll be the only game on TV. And uh, we'll see. This is for the division. This is for the playoffs. Now, the Jaguars are also in another situation. Let's say, God forbid, they lose to Tennessee, mm -hmm. and then you get a couple of losses from Miami, the Jets, and somebody and else. And the Patriots. And the Patriots. Then the Jazz come backdoor into a wild card spot, <clears throat> and then end up having to go on the road in another type of situation there. I think with that case, the Jaguars will have to go to either Kansas City, Kansas City or, uh, or Cincinnati, mm -hmm. or one of those to open up the playoff run. So... Hopefully, we don't have to do that. We can get this home playoff game, and then we'll go from there. But first things first, got to handle business, man. So, let's go ahead and get our... You see who moved up in that five seed, right? The Chargers. And you, what, what, what you were talking about? Yeah, that let move? me get that. <laughs> let me get that. Let me get Herbie. Let me get Trevor. Let me get that rematch. And uh, let's go from there. That's that. I think that would be the best uh, The best thing for the NFL. Yeah, because you don't know if you're going to have Lamar. So, yeah. Yeah, for the NFL. D Black. Yo, what's Rashad, up, man? What's up, my man? What's going on, y'all? How you doing? Oh man, this is uh this is one of the best weeks ever, man. Okay. It's been cool. one of the best months ever, man. This oh, yeah. December was 
was good. Happy New Year, New Year to y'all fellas. Absolutely. Happy New, New Year. Year. Happy New Year. Yes, sir. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's it's for everything this weekend, so I'm I'm feeling good, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Rashad, we are here. An up and down journey all year long, man. 18 weeks of just roller coasterness with this Jaguars team. And um, you know, we've talked about it every week. Every week we've talked about it, man. And it's so crazy to get to this moment now where you've got an opportunity in front of the national stage, man. The only game that will be on TV on Saturday night, Jaguars, Titans, the right to be called AFC South champion and the right to host a playoff game the very next week. Going into this, Rashad, how are you feeling? What are your emotions like? And just what's your outlook, man, as we get closer to this game? Uh, it's just going to be a big party in Jacksonville because mm. it's not going to be a game. Um, mm. So it's just going to be a party at the bank. We go celebrate this team. I really, really hope that this game is like filled to the rim, mm-hmm. like even more packed than the Cowboys game. I think that uh, in the past, Jaguar fans have been shafted by this team. It's a lot of we talked about fan trauma. It's been a lot of that, but I think uh, over the last eight games, they've showed you that <clears throat> it won't be as much up and down and. So you go, you go get a steady flow of good football, like D said, for probably the next ten to fifteen years. So we got to show this team our appreciation. We got to sell the bank out, it's a till out. Everybody wear your till. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this is gonna be a big party, man. I mean, this is gonna be a celebration of Doug Peterson, <clears throat> of Trevor Lawrence, and um, a celebration of the AFC South. We are gonna destroy the Titans. This mm-hmm. is not gonna be a game. Okay. I need everybody to understand that the reason why this game wasn't on Sunday night is because the entire league know we are going to destroy this team. Mm. Mm. Well, I don't feel that way. I don't feel that way. I feel that the Jaguars have never, this team has never been in this position. This team might be feeling themselves a little bit due to some of the post-game conferences that I seen yesterday. And you're going to go up against a team who's owned this division and who's owned this franchise. Derrick Henry will be healthy, and he will get this ball 30 times. And will this Jaguar defense be able to hold up as he continues to run it and run it and run it? Joshua Dobbs showed a lot of promise last week against the Dallas Cowboys. Two things. Am I saying Josh Dobbs is going to beat Trevor Lawrence? I'm not saying that. I'm saying when he can get out on the rollout and he can get that ball off while he's on the foot, on on feet, he did a very good job against Dallas. A lot of the receivers for the Titans were now able to hold on to the football and their offense is going to be predicated on Derrick Henry. But this defense, this defense for the Titans, they are veterans. The defense for the Titans have more wins against the Jacksonville Jaguars than Trevor Lawrence has played games. Mm-hmm. They are not going to come in here scared, nervous, or they're they not going to care nothing about no tail out, no Duval County. They don't care nothing about that because they've won too much here. They've won mm-hmm. too much. I think this game is close. I think the Jags have the nerves in the first quarter, 
And I think this game trickles all the way up into the fourth quarter as the Jaguars pull away due to Trevor Lawrence just being the superior player at quarterback and Dougie P being able to get one over on Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel's a good coach. He is. Let's not sleep on this dude. This dude is going to bring the Tennessee Titans down here ready to play football. He is. Mm -hmm. Jaguars win, but the Jaguars win close. I think the Jaguars win this game 31-24 and advance to the playoffs. Now, I hope for Rashad's sake, <laughs> I hope that the game is a blowout. I hope it's a party down here in Duval. But I've been telling myself when it comes to sports, my eyes, I'm watching. I'm watching what my eyes are telling me, not with what I feel should happen. I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. what my eyes have seen. We'll roll back around to you, Rashad. Let's get black in here. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Look. <laughs> 2017 is it seemed like a long time ago. Man, um I'm just ready for the moment. You know, I'm ready to be a part of the moment. I'll be in the game. I'll be at the game along with, with Rashad. I'm just ready to see if the Jaguars have what it takes mm. to get over the hump. Cause it's been a lot of ups and downs. This is my this is my team through and through. Florida State and Jacksonville, that's all I care about. <laughs> That's all I care about. And I want to see my team, man. I want to see them grow and take it to the next level. Take it to, as you said a few weeks ago, the winning ways that we're going to see on the regular. Yeah. But sometimes you got to go through that demon that you've been facing all these years. Yeah, facts. And Tennessee is that demon. Yes, they are. They are that demon. When Derrick Henry comes to Jacksonville, he owns it. Yes, he does. And that is not a good thing. That's what scares me. Because mm-hmm. these, like he said, Mike Vrabel going to have these boys ready to play. But I also, but the thing with me, D, and Rashad, is Dougie P, man. Dougie P. <laughs> we got Dougie P. We do. And I believe, like other coaches, as you say, he has the heartbeat of his football team. Yeah. He has the, he's going to have these guys locked in on five days rest. And like you said, hopefully that'll play play uh play good for them, being that they got just played uh Sunday. Right. So I'm hoping that they come out here execute. Hope the defense can continue to show us uh that they can play well because this is what we're going to need. I believe that my Jaguars will win this football game, but I believe it's going to be a dog fight. I believe uh is is it'll be it'll be surprising if Tennessee. Not ready for this game. They didn't have too much time off not to be ready. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe they're going to come in here and just lay flat no, in not. Jacksonville. They not. They not. These boys are literally going to have eight days rest. Yes. Eight days. Yes. Rest getting ready for this football game. So it's it's, it's going to be a dog fight. I believe Trevor makes some key throws uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in the second half, fourth quarter. We get in a position to win this game. I'm going to say the Jaguars win this game 35 28. I'm leaning towards that. I think they could, I think both teams score a touchdown. I think Big Hen has a, a a a big day, but I don't think it'll be enough. I think uh Josh Dobbs makes some mistakes cuz I believe this deep this this was his first game back. They just called him off the street to come play for the Titans Thursday night. So you got to think the Jaguar defense they're going to they're going to exploit that. So uh I expect him to make some mistakes and we pull this win out 35-28.
Rashad, Rashad, what's your responses to me and Black's theory that it's going to be a closer game than what the experts might be talking about? <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all something, man. <laughs> Trevor's not even going to finish this game. Okay. <laughs> Trevor's not going to finish it. I, okay. Their defense has been god-awful right. all year long. Mm-hmm. The only reason why that Cowboy game was even that close is because, once again, for some reason, these balls keep going off of these boys' hands, and I don't know what the hell that pick was that that, that threw uh, last week right before the half. That mm. was just – I don't know what that dude would be thinking about sometimes, but that game was not going to be close. You can tell that the Cowboys – were toying with that team, and then at the five, and in the fourth quarter, when they got them last two, they said, like, all right, man, let's just put this game away because this is stupid. We're playing around too much. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win this game by over 20 points. Okay. And Trevor's not going to finish it. Okay. I don't care how good – they're not going to allow Derrick Henry to run the ball. They're going to crowd the box. They're going to dare them to run the ball. And when they do run the ball, he's not going to get anywhere. When they try to throw the ball, I'm, I'm telling you this is going to be a – this is not going to be a game. Um, I hope you're right. That's just my opinion. I hope yeah, you're I, right. That, that, yeah, that, that's just my opinion. I don't see this, I don't see this defense um, playing the way they've been playing, playing as opportunistic as they've been playing, um, not allowing a touchdown the past two weeks. I don't think that they're going to let a man that just got on the team two weeks ago come in and score any points. I I just I don't personally see it. Um, I hope you're right, man. And I'm I'm taking all of the different elements into consideration. Primetime spot. When the last time the primetime game was here in Jacksonville? 2011. All right, 2011. Primetime spot. All right. You coming off that? All right. You coming off five days rest? All right. Five day five days rest before you play Tennessee's coming off nine. Coach Vrabel, that's a good coach, man. That's a good coach. And I'm I'm watch I watch every snap of Josh Dobbs last Thursday. This is fresh off the street. And I'm gonna be real. I don't think the Jaguars' defense better than the Cowboys' defense. I don't think so. Now they might be playing better, but I don't think they're a better defense. All I'm saying no, is, all I'm saying is, would the Jaguars get caught kind of laying laying around a little bit in the first half? Can Derrick Henry slip off one and get up the sideline and toss somebody over by the Gatorade? Can Josh <laughs> Josh Dobbs kind of slip by somebody catch maybe? Uh, cause you right, let's keep it real now. Now we know Ray Sean to get caught sleeping a little while. Mm-hmm. Ray Sean might get caught sleeping a little bit. Somebody might be getting some over the top. I'm just saying. There's some things there to consider. We all have the Jaguars winning. I think we'll take that either way it goes. Either way it goes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rashad's calling for an absolute blowout. Railroad. Down here in the Bangham, I'll take that as well. It's going to be very fascinating to see how this game plays out. Now, I think Trevor plays tremendous. This is a Trevor Lawrence ball game, okay? A championship yeah. is on the line. I've seen Trevor <laughs> knock off Nick Saban. He was 14 years old. I've seen Trevor win multiple ACC championships with his eyes closed. 
And if it yeah. wasn't for the greatest college football team ever, he, had two of them he would have two of them things. So Trevor, yes. when he wakes up Saturday, he's going to be just fine. Because this is what 16 yeah. does. Mm-hmm. Dougie P yeah. got a Super Bowl ring. This Dougie P knows what this feels like. I'm worried about Zay Jones. I'm worried about Ingram. I'm worried about just Christian Kirk. I'm worried about those guys. Mm-hmm. Those guys haven't been here. I ain't worried about NTN because he got what Trevor got. <laughs> right. So that's all I'm saying. Now, am I am I being a little cautious? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But I'm it's not being the same. I'm not. What's saying? No, I say it's fan trauma. Okay, that's the only reason why any Jaguar (laughs) fan would say anything. But if this was if this was any other team that had shown, um, like you say, in this situation, what they've done, I'll say this: the reason why I truly feel this way. That Jets game had me nervous because it was right after the Cowboy game. Uh-huh. It was the same scenario okay. as Detroit. They went up there and they beat the hell out of that team. Okay, you right. beat them in submission. You right. Then the following week, you got a game that everybody is telling this team throughout the week, hey, this game doesn't matter. 31 to 3 okay. at the end of the game. Great point. This team is different. Okay, you're right. That is a team. That is a team that understands the moment. They've understood the moment for the last month. They are six and two in their last eight games. Mm-hmm. They are going to beat the hell out of the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> it's not going to be a game. Okay. We don't have. I told you when I when I went to that Cowboy game and I literally had a panic attack yep. in the stadium. Yep. I said, this is my last time feeling like that with this team. Uh-huh. As long as I got 16 and as long as I got Doug Peterson, I am never going to go into a game thinking to myself, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Okay. Are they going to have bad games? Of course they're going to have bad games. They're yeah. human. But no, I, more I, times than not, when you line up Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence against a third-string quarterback and a defense that's ranked 32 in most categories, they're going to beat the hell out of that team. I feel you. (laughs) I feel you. I'm with you. I'm with you because uh, I've been driving this car. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have. I've been driving this car and Blackbeard right in the front seat with me. Yeah. So I'm with you. And it, it feels very good to hear you where you are, Rashad. And I'm man, very, and very man, happy for you. Man, man. I'm very happy I for you. I hope that comes true, boy. I'm very happy for you, Rashad. Because I really I, have me a ball sitting up in the bank. I feel you. Because I remember about seven weeks ago, man, this brother here, I didn't know if he was going to answer the phone. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I wasn't in a good spot. So I it's definitely a, was not it's a great, in a good spot. It's a great <laughs> opportunity. So, Rashad, the Jaguars are under the lights. ESPN ball game. With the tr- chance to get to the playoffs, and just this time of year, the city deserves this, man. Rashad, you deserve this. Black deserves this. All Freddie Bricks deserves this. Our city deserves this. And I hope this game is sold out to the rafters. I hope that it is it is is packed. And I hope the energy you can fit off the TV because I'll be watching the game from home and uh, this weekend. But with hopes of turning that thing around and being down at the stadium for that playoff game. The following week. 
That's what I'm in hopes of. So we will see Saturday night, man. 8-15 kick. Man, what a time for the city of Jacksonville, man. Mm -hmm. What a time. Rashad, before we get out of here, man, what, what... What's the conversation around you? All the Jacksonville fans, all of the people who you know, what's the vibe like as soon as they announce this primetime spot? What's the vibe that you're getting from a lot of Jaguar supporters? Um, I mean, everybody's excited. I don't I don't really know too many people that are not going to this game. Um, you know, you don't have many people that are diehards like me, but you do have people that do support the Jaguars and want to see the Jaguars do well. And this is going to be their time to shine. Um, yeah. So, so I'm, I mean, every, everybody feels good about the game. Everybody's excited about the game. Um, this, I think this is going to be the most crowded Jaguar game that I've ever been to with strictly Jaguar fans. Mm. Um, I think this game is going to, I think this game actually may have more people than that Cowboy game. I don't know, Rashad. Be a lot yeah, more I, Jaguar fans. Yeah, I yeah. seen. I, I seen. They said on the radio uh, that they it's the only standing room tickets left that they're selling. Standing room only tickets that yeah, are being they, sold. that's that's what yeah. they were doing for the Cowboy game. Like right. they they know like after the Jaguars beat the Cowboys, I went and got my tickets for the day after for a couple of people for the Titans game. And when I tell you, them people was talking about, hey, man, our phone been ringing off the hook all morning. People been excited about this Titans game. So this ain't something that just just started over. This this started uh, uh, three weeks ago when we played. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, people people excited. People want to come. Yeah. Um, I think the playoff game is going to be the same. But as far as what everybody talking about, people just excited, man. We ready to see this team win a championship. Mm. Um, win a win a win a win a AFC South Championship in Jacksonville. In Jacksonville, um, people people are saying that this is the the this is the the biggest regular season game in Jaguars history, mm. and I agree. Yeah, I can't think of a, another time where the Jaguars had this besides you know in in '96 when they played Atlanta, but they needed help for that game. Right. This is winning you in. Winning you in. You know what I'm saying? This is. This is winning your end, and um, I just I just think this is gonna be a party, man. I yeah. think from the word go, you go see this team play. They're gonna be playing at a playoff level starting mm. Saturday. They you already playing that. You can be like, they already. Whoa. They they've been playing at a playoff level since the Jets game. Shoot, since that loss to Detroit. Yeah. I'm just saying, even After the Cowboys. No, I'm just saying the Cowboy game. They, they should have got blown with the Titans now. No, I'm saying no. The, the Titans game, yeah, but then the Cowboy game, they should have got blown out. Dallas should have blew them out, but they fought yeah. back. And ever since the they team. fought back from there, when they came back from that, I think they've been playing football, playoff football since then. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yeah. Cause look what they did to the Jets. Yeah. Then they turned right back around, and then uh, uh, who they beat after that? Uh, uh, the way Houston. they demolished Houston. I mean, I bro, the these score, teams got absolutely smoked. Listen, I think the score the last two weeks is like, what, 52 to 6? Yes, 55 to 6, Jacksonville. <laughs> Come on. That's what I'm saying. They have, I mean, I, I think, and this is Doug Peterson again. This is the culture again. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is it. This is it. But I hope Rashad is right. I hope that it's a party literally on the field. 
and a party in the stands and a party all over this city. By the time that fourth quarter clock hit triple zeros, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are AFC South champs, and they wait on whoever it is that got to come down here. So I'm going to say it again before we wrap up. I told y'all weeks ago. <laughs> you did. If they get this thing together and they win that AFC South, I don't care who you are. If you got to come down here for a playoff game, you are not making it out alive. Now, it's only one brother. <laughs> That make me that make me a little nervous, but we'll talk about that next week. But anybody else, you come down here, you're not advancing. The Jaguars are going to the divisional round, and we'll see what happens from there. But first things yep. first, Titans, Jags, Saturday, eight fifteen, ESPN, AFC South. Man, the whole football world will be watching what the hell's going on in Jacksonville, Florida. Let that yeah. sink in, fellas. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Man, look, man. The entire football world. Look, man, I ain't gonna know how to act, man. <laughs> man, listen, man. Like, this gonna be a totally I, I, different look, level. Look, I ain't gonna know how to act because I ain't been. I hadn't been in the bank. Uh, what last season? I went to the Seattle game last year, but I hadn't been in the bank in a while, bro, for a game. So I'm ecstatic about. Yeah, this, you should man. be excited. I'm ecstatic, man, yeah. and. The last in-person game that I got to see was in Seattle, and it, it was horrible to watch. It was. You know, mm. if it wasn't for the beautiful place of Seattle, I probably would have had a horrible trip. <laughs> you know, but, right. man, I'm just excited to get back in the bank. I'm ready to feel what Rashad feel. Yeah. Been feeling these past couple of weeks, man, when they being in the bank. Yeah. And I know they're going to show it. I'm, I'm happy they said it was a till. I'll let me know. I got to go get me some till. All till, baby. I was going to throw that Trevor jersey on, my boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I already know what time it was. But I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Jaguars could do something special. I just hope uh, Dougie P got these boys locked in, ready to rock and roll. Stay in the moment. Don't let the moment. I, I don't want the moment to be too big for him. Because like you said, D, other than Trevor, Dougie, and... ETN, none of these other guys hadn't experienced this type of moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On the football field, playing for something important as going to the playoffs and winning a division title. So it's a big deal. I'm ready for my Jags to uh, get it on, man. I can't wait. Rashad, any last things, man, to wrap us up before Saturday, man? I'll be in section 216. I'm starting to wave at the beginning of the fourth quarter. <laughs> Anybody who would like to know. Because uh where you gonna be this at, bro? It's gonna be a party. I'm in section two sixteen, <laughs> row G seat six. Hey, well, it's you where know. I've been sitting for the last ten years. Mm. I've had my season tickets for fourteen years now, I believe. Wow. For the last ten, I've been sitting in two sixteen, row G. I will be starting the wave at the beginning <laughs> of the fourth quarter. Hopefully, nobody is leaving as the Jaguars are up thirty. One to six or some okay. crap at the beginning of the fourth. Okay, and and <laughs> we just party. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it, man. Let's let's just let's let's get this thing going, and then we'll talk about Justin Herbert because I know that's who you want to talk about. <laughs> hey, <Next> hey, week. <laughs> hey. I know hey. that's who you want to talk. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. We got we got we got time for that. We, we got, got time business for that. though. We got business. Yeah, first man. things first, man. Business. First things first. Yes, sir. All right, Rashad. Yes, as always, man. It's a it's it's always a pleasure and a great time. 
talking with you week after week right here in the Sports Desk. And next week, Rashad, we'll be talking playoffs. We'll be talking about a potential run at a Super Bowl championship next Monday here on the Sports Desk, man. I look forward to that conversation. Yes, sir. All right, be easy, my man. All right, y'all. All right, yo. All right, so once again, that's our guy, man, Mr. Move Them Chains, Rashad Robinson. Always coming through with the energy, and I'm happy for him. Now, just listen to this, man. 14-year season ticket holder. Mm. 10 years in the same section, the same seat. And he's experienced some good things in 2017. But a lot of good things have been happening in Jacksonville. Yeah. A lot of stuff has been happening here this year. And to see Trevor and Dougie P, the energy. Like I said, I was at that Cowboys game. And the energy in that place was ridiculous. I was in the building in 2017, man, the Buffalo uh, uh, game here in Jacksonville. The energy in there was crazy. The last few Jaguars games that I have been to, ironically, have been uh, just out of control energy. And I got to believe that we will be able to feel that energy coming off that TV screen for those of us who won't be at that game on Saturday here in Jacksonville. We're going to be able to feel it, man. We're going to be able to feel it because this moment is so, 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 so special for this city, for this team, and we're just excited. And hopefully, hopefully, the Jaguars can come out and do what they're supposed to do. And like I'm going to say it again, city of Jacksonville, get comfortable with winning. This is going to be a winning town. The culture of winning will be in your face. Trevor Lawrence will be a winner. Trevor Lawrence will be a superstar. A big market superstar player here in this city. You're going to have Monday night football games here. You're going to have Sunday night football games here. You're going to see, you're going to see this city be put on a pedestal they have never, ever, ever, ever been a part of. Ever. All right. Black, anything else, man, to wrap up this experience of the Jaguars getting ready to close in on the AFC South? Man, I'm just excited, D. Uh, the time is now. The time is now. Like you said, all all year long, we was like, up and it's going to be ups and downs. If they could just find a way to get some wins, put some wins together. At the beginning of the season, I said the Jaguars were going to finish the season nine and eight. And yeah. They still, they still could do that. Yep. They still could do that, D. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the Jaguars, man. Dougie P, I love you, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was a lot of people screaming for Byron Leftwich, but I'm happy you were the guy. Yeah. I'm so happy you were the guy, and you were showing the reason why you are a Super Bowl champ. Yep. I just looked at Nick Foles laying on the ground horribly, man. He a Super Bowl MVP under you. And it's and and I hate it for him. Yeah. But he is a Super Bowl MVP because of you. Mm-hmm. So D, uh, hopes, high hopes, high hopes for this team moving forward. But we start, we start Saturday night and take that next step into the winning ways. Absolutely, man. So let's move on into the playoff picture overall in the NFL, man. Let's go ahead and start up top with the division winners, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo AFC, Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and then the Jaguars could close out and uh, win that AFC South. They'll be your four. So your wild cards right now, the Los Angeles Chargers sitting at 10-6, the Baltimore Ravens sitting at 10-6, and the New England Patriots in a three-way tie. Patriots, Dolphins, and uh, Steelers are um, all 8-8. Eight and eight. 
They need a lot of things to happen for them to make the playoffs, but that is your AFC playoff pitcher. Again, the playoffs will be next weekend, and we'll have a more clear outlook there. In the NFC, the Eagles, man, took another loss. Mm. What do you do? Do you bring, do you rush back Hurts? Like, do you give Minshew another chance up against the Giants? What do you do, Philadelphia? That NFL was very, very strategic of how they plant the games, and I see what they're doing. And years past, you would already know who's playing at one, four, and eight, right? No times. Well, yeah. Yeah. So now the NFL is saying, no, no, no. We see what's happening. So now every team that's vying for this one seed in the NFC, Philly, Dallas, Minnesota, and the 49ers all play at 425 next week. They all play at 425. So you can't sit nobody. Yeah. Everybody got to play now. Everybody You can't play. sit nobody. So I see what the NFL is doing. They don't want teams to say, okay, let's say like the Eagles. All right. The Eagles play at 425, but then let's say oh, let's say the 49ers lose at one. Okay, now the Eagles, we ain't got to play. We can pull everybody. I don't think the, I think the NFL is trying to do what they can to say, no, 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 no. We want to have a good product on the field, so we're going to shake things up. So that's what they did, man. So you got the Eagles. Uh, potentially uh, with the one seed and win the NFC East. The San Francisco 49ers, they already have won the West. The Vikings have won the North, and the Bucks have won the South. Playoff teams in the wildcard spot, Cowboys, Giants. Uh, and right now, it holds Seattle has that last spot. Green Bay controls their own destiny. If they beat the Lions, they're in. Seattle, for them to get in, they need Detroit to beat Green Bay, and Seattle has to win their game next week against the Rams to get in the playoffs. Washington is eliminated. New Orleans and Carolina were all eliminated yesterday. So that's what your NFC pitcher looks like. The playoffs are almost here, shaped up. This is going to be one of the better Playoffs in the National Football League in quite some time. Believe it, okay. Because this year, there's no clear cut. I don't think. I think last year going in, people felt the Rams, the Rams offensively, well, defensively. Once they made the trades and everything, got Odell, got yeah. But like know, going into the playoffs, I think going home, into the playoffs, yeah. people weren't surprised that the Rams won it all. I think the biggest surprise was the Bengals coming along yeah, and doing what they did. Was, yeah. But in the NFC, I, I don't think nobody thought different about the Rams. And then with the Rams winning the Super Bowl, I don't think a lot of us kind of like, all right, yeah, they, they should have won. Like, mm-hmm. look what they had going on. I think this year, who's your clear cut? There's no clear cut. Either way. I think you're going to get some fantastic playoff that football. Top, that 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 uh, at that top man, that thing going to be yeah. interesting to see. Yeah, shoot, this could be a, a better week 18 to close out the regular season that yeah. we've seen yeah. too as yeah. well, leading to yeah. the playoff because mm-hmm. all your talent got to be on the field. Everybody got to play everybody, now. Everybody, everybody has to play now, and that's mm-hmm. what's so exciting about it. Yep. So a lot of great football to wrap up uh, the NFL regular season. Um, week 18, we'll be locked into everything. Next Monday, of course, we'll be breaking down the finale of the NFL regular season, and we'll be talking playoff football going forward. Uh, we will have a national champion uh, in from the college football world, and then we will be zeroing in on this NBA season as we progress forward. All right, so another great show. Appreciate Mr. Moodham Change with Shaw Robinson being available to talk to us, man. And uh, really looking forward to seeing how this thing plays out uh, with the Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. Black, anything before we get out of here? Yeah, man. Just appreciate all the love and support that we get, man. New Year, big things, man. Happy New Year to everyone once again. Um, 
I hope everybody had a safe new year bringing in the new year. Y'all keep rocking with us, man. Y'all can y'all can hit me on at Black ENL3 on Twitter and Instagram, man. You hit me up. Let's talk about it. Go Jags. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. Um, thank y'all again for listening, retweeting, sharing the links, letting people know about this uh this different style of sports show that is out there that uh you know, DM Black Man, we're some guys that you might want to pay attention to. All right. So um, of course, until next time, y'all be cool, be safe, take. Take care of yourselves. Happy New Year. Again, hope everybody has a blessed, healthy, lucrative, just fantastic 2023. Hope your families do well. Hope all your job ventures, anything that you got going on, man, hope it's positive and hope everything just goes well for everybody. All right, so we'll be back, man. We'll be back in a couple of days. And, man, next week's show, man, it's going to be a lot to unpack. Yeah, definitely. Look forward to getting there about it, man, for sure. Lunch sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you're listening to the sports dance. You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk.